God tonight in this service has spoken to me. I don't believe in lying on God. I don't believe in lying on God. I don't say God said, ma'am, for theatrics, to get just an emotional response. But I know what thus saith the Lord said to me about seven minutes ago standing at that seat. And tonight, the Lord will literally give this church a key. A key will be handed to this church and a key will be handed to homes and families in this building tonight. And that key will unlock prison doors all over this city. It will unlock. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to worship the Lord right now. This church tonight, this church tonight can partner with God. See, it's one thing to be doing something and saying I'm working with God or working for God. It's another thing to partner with God. To partner with God means that you're engaged in what he is engaged in. And he is engaged in setting the captives free. I love every one of you. I am honored to be here. Deuteronomy chapter number 15. I don't want to belabor the point here tonight. Deuteronomy 15 verse number 1. And at the end of every seven years, you shall make a release. And this is the manner of the release. He said, this is, this is what you're, you're going to do. Every creditor that lendeth unto his neighbor shall release it. He shall not exact it of his neighbor or of his brother because... It is the Lord's release. <laughs> it is the Lord's release. Of a foreigner thou mayest exact it again, but that which is thine with thy brother, thine hand shall release. You shall release it. Because it's not your release, it's called the Lord's release. Jeremiah chapter number 34 verse number 8 this is the word that came unto Jeremiah from the Lord after that the king Zedekiah had made a covenant with all the people which were at Jerusalem to proclaim liberty unto them now this liberty just to give you a just to give you a little rundown this was also known as the Lord's release. 
that every man should let his manservant and every man his maidservant, being a Hebrew or Hebrewist, go free, that none should serve himself of them to wit of a Jew his brother. Now when all the princes and all the people which had entered into the covenant heard that everyone should let his servant go free, that none should serve themselves, then they obeyed and let them go. But afterwards they turned and caused the servants whom they had let go free to return and brought them into subjection. Therefore the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I made a covenant with your fathers in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt. At the end of seven years, let you go every man his brother, what's been sold. And when he had served thee six years, thou shalt let him go far free from thee. But your fathers didn't hearken unto me. They didn't incline their ear. And you were now turned. Watch what he says. And you were now turned and had done right in my sight in proclaimed liberty every man to his brother. And you had made a covenant before me in the house which is called by my name. But you turned and polluted my name. Caused every man his servant, every man his maid, whom you had set at liberty at their pleasure to return and brought them into subjection to be unto you for servants and for handmaids. I come to you tonight with a word from the Lord. I make no apologies for the word of the Lord. I'm going to partner with the Holy Ghost tonight. Jesus, lift your hands and ask the Lord to help us. Father, I thank you for the power of the word of God. Thank you tonight that there is no other power on the universe like your word. I pray tonight, Lord, that revelation and understanding would come upon this people. I realize tonight the heaviness of the moment. I realize tonight the heaviness of your presence that is upon us. But I also realize that, Lord, you have brought us here tonight to loose us, for us to have liberty and to walk in the freedom of your spirit. And, Lord Jesus, tonight it is your will for this church to excel beyond every barrier that it has ever thought it was going to attain. Lord Jesus, in your name, there is no barrier that can stand before this church there is no hindrance that can stand before this church tonight. And tonight you will give us the key that will unlock the prison doors in the name of Jesus. If you believe that, I want you to clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord some praise here tonight. Praise the name of the Lord. You can be seated if you're going to help me preach. If not, stay standing so we know where you are. Hallelujah. I believe it is the will of God for every saint and child of God in this building to know what it is to have real liberty. I don't believe it is the will of God for you to be bound by depression. Well, I got a couple of you to believe that. 
I don't believe it is the will of God for you to be bound by perpetual discouragement. I don't believe it is the will of God for you to be bound by infirmities and sicknesses and disease and troubles and all kinds of chaos. In fact, I'll tell you here tonight, the Bible said where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Uh, yes, there is liberty. And I want you to know, so that tells me if you're in this house tonight, the Spirit of God is in this building and it has never been the will of God for you to be bound by any spirit other than the Holy Spirit. That's exactly right. I come to tell some of you and give you a way out here tonight to tell you there is no sense of you coming to the house of God with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and sitting here with a frown on your face, sitting here and you don't have no joy, sitting here and you don't have no peace. Well, I thought I was in the right church. Well, let me tell you, I'm going to tell this church something right now. That's why we preach the gospel in this church. Because the gospel is the thing that will loose you from your sins. Oh, yes. I want to tell you why we go down in the name of Jesus. Because it is the name of Jesus that removes sin from your life. Oh, I feel a little doctrine coming upon me now. I want to tell this church tonight, we preach the name of Jesus baptism because the name of Jesus, the Bible said that, that repentance and remission of sins would be preached in my name. So he said, when you go down in my name, that's the only thing that's going to get the sin off of you. Yes. Oh, yes. Look at your neighbor and tell him, I got some stuff I got to get off. Ah, uh, yeah, I got to get some stuff off. And ladies and gentlemen, when the enemy tries to attack you and you got some stuff trying to attach itself to you, you don't have to go back to the water again, but you got to go back to the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus will loose you from your bondage. Oh, somebody ought to shout the name of Jesus. You ought to get on your feet and shout the name of Jesus. Is the name of Jesus. At the name of Jesus, demons are going to tremble. At the name of Jesus, diseases have to vacate. Yeah. I know it's old-fashioned, but the name of Jesus still works. I know it's old-fashioned, but the name of Jesus still works. And that's why, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to propose to you that the name of Jesus is the key to your liberty. Uh, yes. Now listen, uh, listening to a good audio book ain't the key. Uh, yes, listening to an, a motivational speaker is not the key. Uh, yes, but the name of Jesus 
is the key. And I want to tell this church one more time. It is not the will of God for you to sit in this service, service in and service out, and not have liberty. It is the will of God for you to shake off that stuff. In the name of Jesus. But I would propose to you, I would propose to you tonight, it offends the spirit of God. It offends the very essence of God for you to be bound by anything. Uh, yes. I'll say it again. It is the it is against the character and essence of God for you to be bound by anything. Ah, uh, yes. It is against the very character and essence of the Spirit of God for you to be bound by pornography. It is against the spirit and essence of God for you to be bound by immorality. It is against the character of God for you to be bound by fear. I wish I had somebody help me in here tonight. It is against the character of God to be bound by fear when he has given you his spirit that guarantees your victory. Oh yeah. It's, 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 it's against the essence of God. God doesn't like it. Now I'm going to help you all out with something. I want you to know we had it is the it is against the nature of God for you to be bound by fear. Ah uh, yes. I I'm going to tell you I made up my mind I'm not mentioning that dumb virus anymore because it is against the nature of God for us to be bound by fear. I realize you've got to be smart. I realize you can't be an idiot. But I also realize you still have to walk by faith and not by sight. We had a woman, uh, we had a woman at our church. Can I preach on here a little bit now? Uh, we had a woman at our church and uh, she was bound by a sickness and uh, she could not get it was incurable and it did not matter how much faith that my man of God preached she was not going to believe God I mean and ain't nobody could preach faith like my man of God I mean if you can't believe after my pastor preaches faith you 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 dead something wrong with you and ladies and gentlemen my man of God preached faith but she would not believe ladies and gentlemen my pastor and that woman's husband began to fast and begin to pray and it wasn't but a few days that woman went to the doctor and the doctor said I don't know what happened to you but we want you to know the disease has gone out of your body oh yeah I'm going to help some of y'all with something right now. Ladies and gentlemen, you would think that woman couldn't come to church for months. And I want 
want you to know she came to church one night after getting that clean bill of health and my pastor met her at the back door and when he met her at the back door he said hey sis aren't you glad God touched your body aren't you glad God made a way for you aren't you now if God had done that for me you wouldn't have had to beg me to praise God See, I'm going to tell the problem with some of us right now. Until you learn to praise God for small victories, you won't praise God when the big victory shows up. Well, praise the Lord. Uh, uh, did you hear what I said? If you can't praise God for the small victories, you won't praise God when the big victories show up. So here comes that woman. Because I'm going to give some of you a key uh, for your release here tonight. Now watch this. That woman comes back there. And uh, she, my pastor, meets her back there. And says, aren't you glad you could come to church again? Aren't you glad that God healed your body? Aren't you glad you're going to be able to live a full life? And sis, you know, it would be expected she would just go to praising God. But without one hint of gratitude, without one hint of thanksgiving, she looked right at my man of God and she said, yeah, but it'll just be something else tomorrow. I don't think y'all hear what I'm trying to tell you. Some of you in this building, you don't need somebody to lay their hands on you. What some of you need is an attitude of thanksgiving that says, God... I'm going to tell some of y'all right now. Some of you are uncomfortable with what God's doing in this church right now. But I'm going to tell some of you right now. You don't need to be uncomfortable with it. You need to embrace it with an attitude of thanksgiving. Oh, somebody better praise the Lord in this house. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's easy for people to attack what they don't understand. It's easy for people to sit there. And that's where some of you are in this building tonight. And some of you watching online. Because I'm going to tell some of y'all. The devil's lied to some of you. And made you believe that something else bad is going to happen tomorrow. But I'd like to serve hell notice here tonight. Oh! Oh, yes, something else is going to happen tomorrow. There's going to be more victory tomorrow. There's going to be more breakthrough tomorrow. There's going to be more territory taken tomorrow. Oh, I wish somebody give God a praise like you ain't got no sense in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just going to be something else tomorrow. That's what she said. And she said it so long until it was something else. And the devil got a hold of her words and put a sickness on her that she could not shake. And that woman died of a disease that she did not have to die of simply because she couldn't get an attitude of thanksgiving. 
Because Thanksgiving will loose you and give you liberty from all the disease. Oh, I better not. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I, how do you know that, Brother Wade? I'll tell you how I know that. Because the Bible tells me, my brother, that there was ten men crying out to Jesus, wanting to be healed of their leprosy. And Jesus said, go your way and show yourself to the priest. And the Bible said uh, nine of them did that. But there was one that stopped dead in his tracks and said, I realize he didn't even have to touch me. I realized he didn't even have to give me mercy. I realized he didn't even have to be good to me. Ooh. And the Bible said he comes back to Jesus. And with an attitude of thanksgiving, one thank you removed the residual effects of every bit of the leprosy he had. Some of them... The nine were absolutely healed, but they went back home with gaping holes in their skin. They went home. Ladies and gentlemen, God has given this church an opportunity to be whole. God has given this church an opportunity to be whole so they can show a city what wholeness looks like. Yeah, he he came back, he came back, and he gave thanks. And God said, because of that, I like that attitude so much that all the missing skin, all the ulcerated sores are going to be instantly whole right now. When people look at you, they won't even know you had leprosy. When people look at you, they won't even know, they won't even know. Because that's what happens in the Lord's release. That's what happens in the Lord's release. Because when God releases you, uh, he gives you an unconditional release. Yes, that's what I like about God. What I like about God is when I come to God and repent, he said, I remove thy sins from you as far as the east is from the west. That's why when you come to this church, it doesn't, we're not going to sit here and suck our thumbs and talk about how bad it is. If you want something to praise God about, just thank God for his unconditional release. Oh, because God is in the releasing business. God's in the releasing business. Don't believe me? That's why he said, he said at the end of every seven years, you are to declare a release. Now, this is what he said. He said, this is my release. He didn't say it's yours. He said, it's mine. He said, and I want you to partner with me in my release. 
yes. Now, I don't hope you don't mind. I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. Listen now. God says, I want you to partner with me in my release. So when somebody comes back to God and from backsliding and I forgive them, I want you to participate in the release that I've given them. I want you to give them the same mercy that I gave you. Oh, I'm not going to get nobody to say nothing about that. Remember, I'm giving this, God's giving this church a key tonight to unlock prisons in this city. Because there's backsliders in this city right now that have been put in prison not by God, but by attitudes from self-righteous people that act like they've never been in the mess their own selves. Okay. See, it's a shame when you can get so saved, you forget what it's like to be lost. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's so, it's a shame how we can come into church and get the elder brother syndrome and look down our nose at folks. Oh, I know what they did. I know where they've been. I know who they fell out with. I know what kind of sin they committed. And God said, yeah, but you don't know what I know. You don't understand the power of my blood. My blood is so powerful that it can wipe away years. Yeah, yeah. These self-righteous folks that act like they can't come back to God and they have to jump over our hoops to come back to God. Oh, I realize this, this messes up our, our Pentecostal uh, tradition. Oh, yeah. I realize it messes it up because in the Pentecostal tradition, uh, in some ways, you have to go through the merit system. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, this ain't on. I. Okay. So God said, this is my release. He said, I'm so much into liberty that I am in to release. <laughs> I'm into it. I like it. He said, because I, I fill people with my spirit. And when I do, I loose them from whatever's holding them. I'm into that into that release I'm into releasing people and I'm into releasing churches and I'm into releasing nations he said he said in Deuteronomy he said when I get ready when I when when I just want to help you with something don't sit there and act like you're going to get to hold on to something forever he said, because I am involved in release. And he said, when you release something. Well, let me help you out with what the scripture says. When you bind something on earth, I bind it in the heavens. But he said, when you loose it. I'm so big into loosing. That I loose what you loose on earth. I loose it in the heavens. 
He said, I'm into this liberty thing. I'm, I'm so much about it. And God says, now at the end of every seven years, you are to do it. You're to partner with me in the release. So if God has granted you release, I am to partner with God to make sure you are loosed of everything that would hinder you from your tomorrows. So even though you won't release yourself, even though you won't release yourself, I'm to partner with God to make sure you get the release that you need. Oh, man, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Lift your hands and worship the Lord. He said, I'm so into release that when I, he said, for every seven years, you're to let some stuff go. Now, but something happens. Something happens. And they forget the commandment of God. And ladies and gentlemen, for 490 years, they fail to declare the Lord's release. For 490 years, they ignored the Lord's release. Uh, well, that, 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 well don't, don't look at nobody. But that, that, that reminds me of a lot of folks in the house of God. They'll come to the house of God and they'll worship God. And meanwhile, they haven't done no releasing in a while. And God said, you want to know why you can't get no liberty? It's because you haven't done no releasing. You have not partnered with me in the release. Is this making sense? Am I? Is this making sense? So, ladies and gentlemen, for 490 years, they did not declare the Lord's release. And here comes Nebuchadnezzar with his chariots of iron and with judgment. You see, God was tired of it and he was going to judge it. And there was a king on the throne by the name of Zedekiah. And they had put Jeremiah the prophet in prison. And uh, it's a bad thing to imprison the prophet. Uh, yeah, I'll go on that another time. But it's a bad thing to handcuff the man of God. It's a bad thing to put the man of God in prison just because you don't like what he's preaching. Yes, so, so that's a bad thing. If some of you uh, ha, are just on the fence, get off the fence. Uh, don't put the man of God in prison because of something uh, that you don't understand. Zedekiah put the prophet in prison. And when they put him in prison, he was sitting there, but Nebuchadnezzar was coming. So Zedekiah said, we got to get the prophet out of prison. We need a word from 
from the Lord. We've got to unshackle the prophetic so that the prophetic can give us the direction we need to break this thing wide open. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so they get old Jeremiah out the prison. And they said, Nebuchadnezzar's on the way. How can we turn it around? He said, well, you've got a problem, Zedekiah. But God's going to give you a chance to reconcile and to change 490 years of history. One act is going to reverse 490 years. God's going to give, well, I'm going to tell some of y'all right now. God's going to give this church one chance to release some stuff. And it's going to reverse some things in the spirit. And it's going to open prison doors. I know this ain't popular, but I know what I'm talking about. So God said, so God said, because I didn't come here planning to preach this at all. God spoke this to me sitting right there. See, I'm going to tell you now. So here comes Jeremiah, and he said, God's going to give you a chance to turn it around. He said, Zedekiah, you've not declared the Lord's release for 490 years. But God's going to allow you one act to wipe it out. He said, if you will declare a release, God's so into release, he will ignore five, four, almost 500 years of disobedience. What a God. What a God. What a God that, that loves release so much would give you a chance when Nebuchadnezzar's coming to destroy your family. What a God that would step up and say, I'm so into release that I'll give you a chance to release your whole family from prison. And the Bible said that God, that Jeremiah said, if you'll declare this release, in other words, if you'll let some stuff go that you've been holding on to, if you'll let some people's past go, If you won't keep going back and rehashing it and talking about how bad it was and how so-and-so walked out on me and how so-and-so betrayed me and how so-and-so didn't do me right and so-and-so didn't give me the money I was, I was, that was due me. And are, are you seriously going to go to hell over $5? Are you seriously going to go to hell over something you over a piece of paper with a dead president on it? Are you seriously going to go to hell over that? 
I'm plowing something up in here tonight. I I didn't come I, I didn't come to preach easy here tonight. I I come to confront some things in the Holy Ghost because there are good people sitting on these pews tonight. There are people that love God sitting on these pews tonight, and you want the things of God. But God sent me here to tell you and told me on that seat right there that if this church will start releasing some things, He's gonna start loosing some things in the heavens. You've got to let them go. It doesn't matter how bad they abused you. You've got to let them go. It doesn't matter how bad they talk to you. You've got to let it go. You can't afford to be holding on to it. The Lord said, this is my release. This is my release. Because there are people in prison in this city tonight, in an emotional prison, in a spiritual prison, that God's looking at this church and saying, I've been pleased with what you're doing, but there's some things I want to give you. I'm going to give you the key to their release. I'm prophesying to you right now. I'm prophesying to this church a key. Is given being given to this church tonight to unlock prisons like you were in, sir. Yeah. I'm talking about emotional prisons. I'm talking about prisons of despair. I'm talking about prisons of suicide. I'm talking about prisons of drug overdose. I'm talking about apostolics that used to sit on these pews, that used to worship God with us. They're in prison. But God said you've got to declare release. How sad would it be for some backslider tonight set in their home in despair? How sad it would it be that God, that knowing their ticket to freedom is in this building, but they would not come back to this church because they're afraid that people won't release me. Those people won't let me go. Those people I've come to tell CMT tonight, you got the key. Throw your hands in the air and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on. I didn't come preach long tonight, but I came to preach to a church. They got their hearts moving in the right direction, but God said, I want this church to start participating in my release. Watch, watch what, the, watch what they did. They opened their mouths and they said, I am going to forgive. Let me break it down to where we really are. I am going to forgive. I'm going to let that grudge go right now. I'm 
going to let a grudge keep my family from the house of God. I'm not going to let a grudge keep my family from being saved. I've not preached like this in a long time, my brother. I've not preached like this in a long time. I'm talking about what I'm talking about tonight. I haven't talked about this in a very long time. But, but the very fact that God would move on me to preach to this church like this tonight is a signal that God's in the heavens waiting to release something on this church. It is a signal to me that God is in the heavens saying, Hey, CMT, if you'll release, I've got something I'm going to release. The Bible says, Bible says, they let it go. The Bible said they let it go. Only for a while, though. It was, my brother, it was, they let it go until the trouble turned around. And when the trouble turned around, they took and enslaved their brother again. Oh, oh yeah. I'll let it go to get some temporary relief. But when the enemy brings it back up again, you're coming right back in my prison. Oh, yeah. Because I'm going to tell some of y'all, oh, Brother Wade, I have released it. Have you really? See, I'm going to help y'all out with something here. See, bro, I'm going to tell you. I... I, I you can't see it, but right here on my hand, right here on my hand, you see that right there, that scar right there. I was working on a, a vehicle with my dad, and it was one of these old vans, and uh, I, I, I didn't put the, uh, you know, the prop for the hood upright, and that hood came down, and uh, it caught my dad in the head on accident, and it startled me, and before I could get my hand hand out of the way uh, it fell on my hand and cut my hand wide open uh, ladies and gentlemen I babied that thing for a long time I, I kept watching it because uh, I, I didn't you know how it is when you get a wound you don't want nobody touching it oh my you know how it is you don't want nobody touching it don't want nobody messing with it Oh, yeah, don't touch that. And you actually put your hand in your pocket so you can somewhat protect it. Well, I put the antibiotic cream. I'm in the Holy Ghost right here. And so I put the antibiotic cream on it. And sure enough, it got healed. And guess what, ma'am? I can touch that. I can pinch it. I can, I mean, I can do all kinds of things to that scar. And I don't feel it. I can tell you about the incident. But when I touch it, I don't feel it. And some of you are sitting here saying, well, I'm, I'm, I let it go. I released it a long time ago. Well, could you please answer me a question, ma'am or sir? How come every time so-and-so's name is mentioned, you react? Okay. time you think about so-and-so you get you get an attitude 
See, a bunch of y'all ain't saying amen right now because you you know I you know something the Holy Ghost done zeroed in on something. Oh yeah. So how come? How come, ladies and gentlemen? See, uh, Brother Carson, I I I don't I you know I can't ride horses or nothing like that. I I don't know nothing about that. But I got some. I got I did a little had some research, and they said that they said that horses have this condition called proud flesh. You can't make that up. So, proud flesh. So what happens is when that horse gets cut, the outside heals before the inside. So you would never know that that horse had a wound until you touched it. And when you touched it, then it would act all kinds of crazy. When you touched it, it would act up. But what would have to happen is the veterinarian would have to come in and sedate that horse and lance that thing open and drain the infection out and put some medicine on it until the inside healed before the outside. Everybody hear what I'm trying to tell you. See, I'm going to tell you, it's not time to get proud flesh right now. It's not time to get proud flesh right now. It's time right now to let God put the antibiotic cream on it and let God heal it all the way so we can move on in the spirit. Oh, somebody better lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hey, I got a, I got something I want to tell you. I'm not going to be here much longer. But my brother, here's how I know if you're healed or not. If you can feel it, God ain't healed it. If you still wince when you think about it, God ain't healed it. But God said, I want to come here tonight and I want this church to do some releasing. And if this church will do some releasing, I'm going to do some releasing of my own. If you'll loose the offense, I'm going to loose the miraculous. If you'll loose the offense, I'll loose the backslider. I'm going to tell you what I know prophetically. Is this all right, Pastor Car Brother Carson? Are we okay? I, I'm not, I didn't come here to offend nobody. I didn't come here to hurt nobody's feelings. But I come here to tell you prophetically, there are backsliders looking at this church right now. Okay. They're looking at this church right now. They're looking at this church right now And there's a spirit lying to them Saying you can't go back there Because they know too much about you They know too much about your past They know too much They know too much They've seen you grow up But God sent me here to tell you In the fear of the Holy Ghost that if you'll loose them in this building tonight, if you'll release them of their past, that lying spirit that's been lying to them, God 
that will rebuke it and it will be cursed and they'll be coming into this building and you won't be able to keep up with it. said they didn't they declared their Lord's release and then they put him back in prison and God said now I got a release but this time the release I do I'm going to release you to your fears I'm going to release you to the sword See, God's given us a chance to turn around some junk in our families right now. I know what I'm talking about. And the Bible said, here come the chariots. Here come Nebuchadnezzar. Zedekiah! God was going to let you sit on the throne. God was going to let your son sit on the throne after you. But because you wouldn't release and you profane my name. Now, because not to release and to forgive. I'm going to tell you something. There is such bitterness and angst in this nation right now. There is so much bitterness and hatred that is spewing up like a cauldron. People are talking about what was done to them and how they were mistreated. And they were mistreated. And they, and they were done wrong. But it's, it's a spirit of bitterness that's trying to take over this nation. It's a spirit of bitterness. And God's telling the church, don't you get caught up in that. You get caught up in release. I'm giving the church the key. I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now. I'm giving the church the key to release their communities. I'm giving the church the key. Zedekiah! You could have sat on the throne and your sons set on the throne after you but I tell you what you're going to have to endure now and this is what happens when you don't obey God in his release he says hey hey Zedekiah the king comes down there he says hey and he takes his sons and he lines his sons up And he cuts his son's heads off right in front of him. Hey, is your kid's salvation? Is it really worth them going to hell? Because you won't release? Is it really worth your family members going to hell? Because you keep something stirred up? 
Folks are carrying a grudge, and they don't even know why they're carrying it. Well, because my mama carried it, and, and grandmama carried it, and somebody else carried it. I know we're not shouting right now, but I'm in the Holy Ghost. I'm plowing something up right here. And and, and there's the last thing that Zedekiah's eyes saw was the beheading and the destruction of his own sons because he wouldn't declare the Lord's release. You don't want to forgive Zedekiah? An enemy's coming to behead your kids. Yeah. And the Bible said after they did that, he lived with the anguish. And they said, the Bible said they didn't kill Zedekiah. You know what they did? They took a hot rod of iron and gouged his eyes out. Because the last, because unforgiveness will steal your vision. It will rob you of your vision. You want to know why? You want to know why people can't see themselves going any further in God? Maybe the enemy has taken their vision from them from, because they couldn't forgive and they couldn't release. But God has been restoring vision in this church. Are you hearing me? God's been restoring vision in this church. God's been allowing this church to catch glimpses again of what it can be and who it really is and what God really thinks about it. I want you to stand to your feet all over this house. I wish I wish it was a little more I wish it was a little more, Brother Carson, I, I wish it was a little more polished. But I, I didn't come here with no polished message. And neither did Jeremiah. Jeremiah didn't come down there with no polished message. He come out of there stinking being in that pit. He come out of there and he said, Zedekiah, you don't have to die. Neither do your sons. But he said, if... Because if you don't release unforgiveness, if you don't declare the Lord's release and you don't let some people go, oh, first of all, it's going to kill your heritage. First of all, it's going to kill, it's going to kill what you could have produced. And second, it's going to take and snatch your vision right out. Oh, but wait a minute. They went into captivity. Now, ma'am, what most people don't know is you open up the pages of the Holy Writ and you open it up to that. Remember the scripture? And you remember, oh, you remember that dude named Daniel? Remember him? Remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Remember them? Because old Zedekiah couldn't do no releasing. The Bible says Daniel and those three Hebrew children, we call them three Hebrew children, those three young men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, 
they had to go into bondage. And when they got in the king's court, the king made eunuchs out of them. I wonder what kind of prophets could have came out of Daniel's loins. I wonder what kind of prophets Daniel could have produced. I wonder what kind of anointing Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego could have produced. We'll never know because somebody wouldn't release. Because I'm going to tell you, God don't want this message to die with you. God don't want this message to die with you. God don't want this message to die on the pews of this church. God wants this church to produce another generation. God wants this church to be a producer. And I think we ought to lift our hands. I'm going to tell some of y'all something right now. If you have people you ain't released, if you have people that you ain't let go of, I'm telling you right now, you need to open your mouth and you need to open your spirit and tell God, I'm loosing them right now. You, can, you need to call their name out and say, in the name of Jesus, I'm letting them go. Some of you need to get out of your seat and make your way to this altar. The Lord's, the Lord said, the Lord said, it's not really worth it. I'm ready to release some things if you're ready to release. I'm ready to let it go if you're willing to. I'm willing to let go of what's in the heavenlies if you'll let go of what's in the earth. Oh, yeah. I plead with you in the Holy Ghost. at CMT. Don't hold on to it. Don't hold on to it. This church is advancing. This church is going forward. This church is moving. Don't let a yesterday jerk you back. Because what this really is about, not just you being released, but to release who's coming. That when they walk in those doors back there, they're going to have total liberty. They're going to have total liberty. tell me who it is I'm not asking you to come to the pastor and tell the pastor who it is 
God's saying, I want you to open your mouth and release them. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. Let them go. It's not worth it. Let them go. Haven't you held on to it long enough? Yes. Brother Wade, are you saying, are you just forget that I've been wronged? Or what I'm telling you is, is that we all have scars. What I'm telling you is we all have wounds. But it don't give us a right to stay offended. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus because this church has made up its mind to be an active participant in the release of the Lord we now release these backsliders that have been held in prison and we declare this night that when they walk through these doors they will find a place of refuge they will find a place of peace They will have a place of deliverance. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hey. Hold on one second. I'm trying to let this go. I, I know the hour's late. But I want this to listen to me. We had a young lady in our church that backslid away from God. Probably one of the most anointed young people that I knew. Highly anointed of God. Some things happened in her life. And it seemed like overnight she backslid. And I'm going to tell you something, Brother Carson. It angered me. I was so mad about it. Are y'all still with me? I was so mad about it. That how in the name of God and the Holy Ghost spoke to me. And said she's been taken captive of the devil. I said I'm angry. And I was sitting in JS Mississippi. And I was sitting in this little apartment out in the woods. They were so far out there. And they, you couldn't even hardly get cell signal out there. I'm sitting out there, and I'm in revival, and the Holy Ghost spoke to me these words. He said, Bobby, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, but first. I said, but first what? He said, Bobby... Before there was a Joel 2.28, there was a Joel 2.17. And Joel 2.17 said, let the priest, the ministers of the Lord, weep between the porch and the altar. I want to tell you exactly how he said it to me. 
He said, Bobby, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. But first, I said, there, but first what? He said, there must be a protest. I said, what? I said, I've never even heard of a protest in the Bible. He said, Bobby, I want to know who's going to protest the bondage of my people. He said, I want to know who's going to protest Christian's bondage. I said, I've never even heard of a protest in scripture. He said, do you not remember my servant Mordecai protesting in the city gates? He said, don't you remember my servant Mordecai protesting in the city gates? He didn't say, he, he, he said, he protested in the city gates until the gallows were torn down. He protested in the city gates until his people were released. And I'm going to tell you what CMT is going to have to do. CMT is going to have to protest the bondage of the backslider. They're going to have to get in the throne of God. And they're going to have to say no more. I'm not getting up until they're loosed. Oh, oh, oh. Somebody ought to lift your hands and worship the Lord in here tonight. Somebody ought to go into a holy protest over the backslider. Brother Wade, are you tone deaf? Brother Wade, are you out of touch? Are, Brother Wade, are you woke? Absolutely I am. I'm woke and I'm not out of touch. We got everybody protesting everything in this world that can be protested. But God's wanting to know where are the apostolics at that are going to protest the bondage of God's people. If, they, if people in the world can protest and get laws changed and get attitudes changed, then you can protest until the backslider comes home. Oh, somebody ought to praise him right now. Somebody ought to tell God, I'm going on a holy protest. Oh, that's not how you get your voice heard. You don't do it for 10 seconds and just walk off from it. There's people getting their voice heard right now in the United States of America. There's groups getting their voice heard right now because they won't let it go. They come night and day and day and night until something changes. And CMT, it's going to take more than 10 seconds for God to turn it around. You've got to get on your face and go to holy war. That's it. Some Christian is coming out of their bondage tonight. Some young person is coming out of their bondage tonight. 
up till it changes. I'm not letting up till there's a change in their attitude. I'm not going to up, let up until there's a change in their spirits. I'm not going to let up till I see them on this altar. I'm not going to let up. See, some of you may not understand what Brother Carson's doing, but he is symbolizing the release. He's saying the release. Somebody clap your hands. Come on, we need to magnify the Lord. They're no longer bound, but we're prophetically saying they are released in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ, they shall be released. They shall be released. They shall be released. They shall be released. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.